Hey friend, I'm Sarah Magdalena and you're listening to the Daydreaming Wolves podcast in which I talk about things I love like radical self-healing, feminism, relationships, activism, plant friends and magic. Sometimes it's just me sharing my thoughts and sometimes I invite beautiful guest speakers for exciting interviews. You can subscribe on iTunes and check out my website daydreamingwolves.com as well as sarahmagdalenalove.com for all things web design and online marketing. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to interview my friend Jay today. Um, they have been a friend for a couple of years and I have read a bunch of their zines which I really, really enjoyed. And as you know, I really love making community media, so I'm so happy to have them on the show. And also, it just feels really great to interview friends. When I started this podcast, I was like, ooh, what if, what if I need to email strangers all the time and they're going to say no? But kind of going into it um, a couple of episodes now, I feel like, you know what, I just have really amazing friends and I can just probably fill a whole year with interviewing just my friends, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And they happen to care about the things that I care about. So yay. So I'm going to let introduce uh, Jade themselves. Okay, um, I'm Jade Mars. I'm a writer and zinester primarily. Um, I write the Perzine Scorpio Moon um, and lots of other zines too. Uh, I'm also a musician. I am one quarter of Brighton's only all trans pop punk Ooh. covers band, <laughs> Twink182. <182. laughs> Yay! Um, and I'm also a workshop facilitator and a witch. I can confirm um, I have been to a workshop and it was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and before I go into my other questions, actually one thing that just came up, can you tell us what a per zine is? Mm -hmm. I feel a bit awkward, but I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe some people don't even yeah. know what zines are, so yeah, maybe yeah. I should... let's go one uh, step back. Okay, okay, <laughs> so a zine uh, is short, I guess, originally for magazine, and it's basically just a small self-published uh, booklet um, it can be on anything like the fanzines is a really big thing so like about music or things like that um, so a per zine is a personal zine and it's basically just writing about your life and your experiences yeah, yeah. that makes sense mm, that's beautiful it's yeah. a bit like sometimes it feels you know now that you're saying this I realize I have actually read a lot of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah sometimes it feels like someone has just taken a few uh, pages out of, the, out of the journal and that's mm -hmm. not to say that there hasn't been a, like a lot of thought and energy uh, gone into it but it also feels just yeah like you said really personal that's mm -hmm. cool can you maybe tell us how you first got into zine making yeah so the first scene I ever got I think I was about 15 or something and this is like before the internet really Ooh. existed <laughs> properly and like I don't even know how I found out about it, but it was like really old school and like sending someone a check through the post or something wow. and getting it sent back. Wow. Um, but I didn't really get into them then, but I was really into like pen palling and oh, I, yeah. I feel like the two are really connected. Mm. Um, and then I guess it was, I like really got into zines, I think maybe about five years ago. Um, and I was running this charity campaign called Armpits for August. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got women to like grow out their body hair to raise money for um, a charity for people with PCOS, cool. polycystic ovary syndrome. Anyway, so as part of that, we put together a zine for people to write about their experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started 
yeah I think the first zine fest that I went to to sell that zine um was London Queer Zine Fest which ran for a couple of years Mm. um and like yeah once I went there and I just like saw all of the cool stuff that people were making I was like oh my god I found my people (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was really great and like yeah just to start writing my own zines as Mm. well like I really found it was helpful with like mental health and things Mm. like that and also sort of dealing with the like post-graduation like oh my god what am I going to do with my life now (laughs) like finding some sense of purpose or whatever because I was just like stuck working like shitty jobs and things yeah oh sorry I'm not meant to say that (laughs) yeah that's one of the first things I decided when I sat Mm -hmm. down about like what is this podcast gonna be and I was like just want people to be able to be themselves swearing is definitely okay (laughs) um yeah so I was I was working shit jobs I worked in a call center it was like the worst thing ever um but yeah outside of that I just really felt like I needed to be doing something creative and Mm. doing writing and stuff and it was really freeing as well to be able to do writing that wasn't specifically like academic work and where you could just yeah just write more about your life and your experiences and not having to constantly be like oh am I gonna get a good grade for this yeah yeah totally (laughs) Yeah, and there's also, I think the other thing I really love is that there's no one editing us, you know, that mm-hmm. just, that you just asked, like, can I swear on this podcast just reminded me, like, you know, you and I can decide that, and mm-hmm. that's so amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of, over the years, experimented with different kinds of media outlets. I started blogging when I was 15, and so that's a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, I love social media platforms, but I think um, definitely this year I kind of felt like I want to step away from Facebook and my business as much as I can because Mm -hmm. there's so much censoring, like there's so much I can't post about on my business pages and I have to spend so much money on that to let people actually see what I'm writing about. Mm -hmm. And with the media that we can really produce and own and distribute the way we want to, like podcasts or zines, Mm -hmm or our own blogs um that just feels really different it feels like speaking to someone directly and not having to worry so much about you know if there's a gatekeeper and if so yeah. what what will the gatekeeper think and yeah. stuff <laughs> so that's really great and I mm-hmm. also really love what you said about finding some purpose I think definitely for me also in when I had sad periods uh I think making something with your hands is so helpful mm-hmm. and like being able to hold something that has come out of a challenging situation or period in your life is so cool and then sharing it with someone else and knowing that this person will know they're not alone and Mm -hmm. you've read other Mm -hmm. people's stuff and felt the same so it sounds a bit cheesy but it is really (laughs) true isn't it it is it is really true yeah (laughs) yeah um so my next question would have been what do you get out of going to zine festivals but you kind of also already touched on that a little Mm -hmm. bit but maybe you have more to say on like uh, the kind of people you meet there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Because you know, you're. I know that you're also an introvert yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, it's, it has, yeah. like there has to be a real incentive to go to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually don't know whether I am an introvert because I feel like I used to be an extrovert, but then I don't know. Then like mental health happened, yeah. and like I don't know. I feel like I'm in a period of recovery from okay. like having a really bad mental health yeah. thing. So 
maybe one day I'll be extrovert again. Okay. I don't know. I won't want to hold you to be <laughs> I just noticed that you mm-hmm. have really good introvert skills or you're very good at in- understanding introvert need. Yeah. 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 I, th- I hope, hope that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, well, I think it, when you're a writer, often it can be it can be really hard to know what other people are thinking because I don't write blogs or anything. Mm. So uh, I don't have that like immediate reaction from people. Mm. And often I think when you make a zine and you like send it out into the world, you're just like, well, some people are buying it, but like I have no idea Mm. what they think about it. Um, So going to a zine fest is really good in that sense, in terms of like you can actually meet the people who like are interested in your writing Mm. and it's like there's always just like really sweet people that come up to me and like mm-hmm. say how much they like my work and how Aww. they can really relate and things <laughs> like that um so that's really nice and yeah just like building a sense of community and meeting other people who yeah. are who are writing and creating and i guess also just spending lots of money and buying loads of scenes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great yeah but then i mean they're comparably cheap aren't they yeah i think that's another thing that's really beautiful mm-hmm. about them um do you want to tell us what your favorite zine is and like mm-hmm. can like maybe tell us uh, about the favorite zine from someone else mm-hmm. and then also the favorite one that mm-hmm. you make mm-hmm. yeah um I mean, I have a lot of favourite zines by other people, so I try to narrow it down to four. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, so my favourite zines are, um, there's one called Telegram by a person called Miranda Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and they live in Canada. Um, and it's all about uh, mental health, and so mainly like borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder um, and sobriety, but also like witchcraft and like femme magic and stuff. Ooh, that um, great. Yeah, that's really great. And they've been writing that for like years and years and years. Um, so is it like a series? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, these are all perzines, like all my favourite scenes are perzines. Okay. Um, also one called Sea Witch by mm. a person called Clementine Morrigan oh, who's yeah, also Canadian yeah, yeah. the I Canadians think, they yeah. do they make good they're, they're, they're both in Toronto I'm like <laughs> I need to be there um, <laughs> yeah I think they've actually stopped writing that one now but I think there was like 11 or 12 and that was like similar kind of things like mental health yeah. and like femme gender and sexuality and stuff and, and magic and things mm. um and then a couple of my other favourites are um, by other autistic people. Um, there's one called Autoclave Heart by someone called Birdie. And another one is Meta Paradox by Olivia. Mm. And they're both autistic mm. writers. And like, yeah, for me, it's just, I guess I was only diagnosed as autistic last year. So it's mm. still like really, really exciting to just <laughs> read about anything to do with autism. Yeah. Um, and yeah I think because you get that like really like personal insight into someone's brain and what's going on it's just like really validating and great yeah yeah so true (laughs) definitely yeah yeah I think there's something like even if it wasn't that it would be hard to have these kinds of things published by a conventional publisher Mm -hmm. also think there is something that liberates our minds in just knowing that we're not going to have to Mm -hmm. give it to someone else to edit Mm -hmm. and I think the the things that then are allowed to kind of come out as sometimes more authentic and really exciting yeah yeah yeah, for sure um (laughs) i guess my favorite of my own zines um 
Well, my most popular zine is my top five poo stories. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I don't have that one yet. You oh, should. No. I'll give you a copy, yeah. Um, it's just five stories about me doing poos in different places around cool. the world. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like, oh, I'm doing all these like really like heartfelt, in-depth other zines. But people just want to read about poo. Like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I am sure that zine is really cool. But I yeah. do also want to let everyone know that you also write about <laughs> other deep shit you know? yeah <laughs> like your personal zines are really mm -hmm. really great the, mm -hmm. the reflections are so lovely and I also really love how you make them like how mm -hmm. the pages are laid out and how you just have these beautiful little backgrounds mm -hmm. and yeah it's just it's so relatable yeah, yeah. do you um, maybe you want to share how you came up with the like it's called Scorpio Moon isn't it mm -hmm. right yes mm -hmm. How did you come up with that title and what like what is tying them together the different yeah ones? um so it's called scorpio moon because my moon is in scorpio uh -huh. people always <laughs> ask me if i'm a scorpio i'm like no but my moon is in scorpio <laughs> um and i guess for me having like a scorpio moon is just like having like really intense feelings yeah. all the time <laughs> yeah. i mean you're a scorpio yeah. right so i guess you can relate <laughs> totally <laughs> Um, and I think I wanted to, I was inspired, I guess, by some of those other zines that I talked about. And I really wanted to write one that was about, um, yeah, mental health and magic and things like that. And just at the time that I was writing, I the first one, I was just like having a really shit time mm. in life in general. And I just felt like I needed to like process that and put some words on the page and yeah. like share it with other people. Um, so I guess, yeah, they kind of, it kind of changes what's in each issue depending on what's going on in my life. But I guess the general themes are like, yeah, mental health and autism mm -hmm. um, and like general witchiness and yeah, whatever else fun stuff's going on yeah, for me. Yeah, <laughs> lots of witchiness. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next question would be, if someone wants to start making their own zines, do you have any tips mm -hmm. for them? Especially maybe for people who can't go to a zine fair to get mm -hmm. inspired like i know mm -hmm. etsy is a really cool place to kind of start looking for them yeah and you've shared a couple of people and i would imagine that if people mm -hmm. put these names into the mm -hmm. search button etsy they will probably come up yeah yeah um but can you share any like real life tips for yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i guess um my main tip would be like you just just do it yeah I think people are like really scared and when they first maybe try and do it they don't know what they're doing but I think the point about zines is like it is DIY and like it's not meant to look polished and stuff exactly. um if you need like actual tips for like how to do it like folding the pages and like getting the numbering right and things like that there's lots of good like YouTube tutorials and things like yeah. that um but I think yeah often you can like ask other people that you know or if you know them online mm. just for hints and things like that mm -hmm. um and yeah there was something else i was gonna say but i've forgotten <laughs> um no i don't know oh okay. maybe it'll come back yeah cool. <laughs> um <clears throat> oh yeah i remembered okay um yeah so i think I also lots of zinesters um they like do trades so you can mm. often like if you are making your own zines then you can swap them with yeah. other people and like that's especially good I find for people who don't live in the UK or Europe mm -hmm. like I often just trade with them because otherwise buying things and paying postage mm. is like so expensive yeah. so 
yeah just reach <laughs> out to the other zinesters and yeah yeah find that community <clears throat> i'm a really big fan of trades in in any way anyway mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. trades are just the best and i f- i think um they've given my um my work so much energy and so like really hope and possibilities that wouldn't have happened otherwise so mm-hmm. yeah trades are the shit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> definitely um the other thing that I would love to talk to you about is um, your career and intimacy workshop that I did mm-hmm. with you uh, recently. I really, really loved it. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering if maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what querying intimacy means to you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so for me, querying intimacy is, I guess I see it as two different things that, which are obviously related, but firstly would be sort of expanding the notion of intimacy like when we usually think about intimacy I think it's like either like sexual or emotional but Mm -hmm. quite often within like a like close romantic monogamous relationship yeah um so firstly I guess I want to expand that and like build upon ideas of relationship anarchy about how you know romantic relationships don't have to be the most important ones in your Mm -hmm. life and you don't need to be monogamous and things like that and thinking about different kinds of intimacy and being able to do them with different kinds of people in your life and not necessarily just being like well this is this kind of relationship Mm. so we have to do xyz and we can't do these other things um so just expanding that and like figuring out what really works for you and the Mm. other person in that relationship and, and how you want to be close um and the other side that i've been thinking about it is um like exploring intimacy with the non-human so either with like animals and plants um also like yeah places like the sea and nature things Mm. like that and thinking about other kinds of intimacy like yeah I think when we did the workshop someone brought up technological intimacy (laughs) which I thought was really cool and like the relationships that we have with machines um, and also like spiritual intimacy so yeah, yeah just thinking about all the different ways that we can be yeah. in relationship with everything else in the world yeah <laughs> I feel like we could totally like write a whole book on that subject and it's it feels to me like definitely even though I've been thinking about these things for a couple of years now mm-hmm. it still feels like the beginning of a long journey of unlearning really mm-hmm. mainly and I think that's one of the main things that makes me feel really happy about not being straight because mm-hmm. I think questioning these things, I mean, how can it not be the best thing ever to sit down and think about what you, how you really want to relate to people and mm-hmm. how, what kind of intimacy you really wish for, mm-hmm. how that can work and taking the pressure out of getting all these things met from one person. Yeah. Um, I think that has yeah that's only ever really been good to me uh, for me it mm-hmm. has definitely also been hard just because we are you know we're all growing up in this world and mm-hmm. that comes with so many expectations and lots of pressure but yeah I'm just um speaking to like old uh, friends from school that yeah. are straight I just feel kind of almost really sad how uncommon it is to question these things and mm-hmm. I just imagine I mean, it's hard for for everyone, really. But I just imagine I would feel it's it's even harder if if I was straight and there was yeah. I was more in this environment where um, there are just really certain expectations, and it is quite hard to challenge them 
as an individual within that community mm-hmm. um, but that's yeah as I said really not to say that our communities are definitely so much easier yeah. than they come <laughs> with their own struggles and stuff but yeah, yeah <laughs> I really love what you said about intimacy with um, nature and animals uh, in particular I think um, studying herbalism for the past year has made me feel so much more intimacy with plants mm-hmm. and nature and my surrounding and that's really grounding and cool and yeah yeah yay yeah. <laughs> I, d- I definitely I feel like um yeah I've started doing herbalism as well and I feel like I just had like a fling for a couple of weeks with the violets that oh, are in my garden yeah. which yeah I think you had yeah. you had some time with them as well yes, I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah so this is a new house that I'm living in and I didn't really know what was what was going to happen in the garden yeah. in the spring but yeah then it was suddenly like violet time and they were just like everywhere and mm. it was like they just smelt so amazing and they're just like purple which is my favorite color and just like you can just have this really intense experience with them for like a couple of weeks and you know I've been like making tinctures and oils (laughs) and things and now they're just gone completely yeah and like yeah it just really felt like a like an affair or something yeah (laughs) totally I have an affair with mugwort at the moment Mm -hmm. but I feel like we've gone past the stage of it being a fling yeah and I feel like it's a deeper commitment now Mm -hmm. I even got mugwort tattoos Mm -hmm. and I feel like I feel so in love with this plant sometimes I see mugwort while on my walks and I'm like I just want to spend the rest of my life studying you Mm -hmm. I want to see you in different ways Mm -hmm. I want to make tinctures and oils I want to smoke you Mm -hmm. I want all I want to tea everything (laughs) I want everything and I just want to know I want to know everything there is to know about you Mm -hmm. and I know there's so much that I can learn from that and yeah so that's really cool yeah for sure (laughs) do you want to say a little bit more about what is important in your relationships right now for you Mm -hmm. I think that's just like an interesting I mean we're not going to hold you to this in, yeah. in any way <laughs> these things always change but I think yeah. that's just so interesting to take snapshots about what is important to us in relationships yeah. right now yeah yeah I mean I yeah I feel like the things I'm going to say are probably important most of the time but yeah. um, I guess just like communication is yeah. really important and also is something that I find really hard I mean I think most people find it yeah. quite hard to communicate and stuff um, and just sort of yeah like having some like quiet time with myself and like Mm. tapping in and like figuring out like what I really want and if the relationships I'm in if that is possible or if they're like enriching my life or not and just figuring out ways figuring out ways to figure out ways to have the relationships (laughs) that you want yeah um yeah and that's like really hard work but it's really really worth it Mm. and really rewarding and yeah building up communication skills uh yeah I guess that's particularly hard like being autistic and stuff I can Mm. find it really hard yeah it's hard um and just like being able to like ask for what you want yeah and like being okay with rejection Mm. like that's a thing that I decided to do a couple of years ago and it was like a wholly positive experience (laughs) and it still is (laughs) yeah yeah and I don't know I feel like if you get used to asking for things then it's like 
maybe surprised that people more often say yes than yeah, no anyway yeah. but then you know when there are the no's then it's just like oh okay well that didn't work out but yeah. you know it's fine and we can like move on or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. I should definitely copy that skill I yeah. think I need to get better at asking for help yeah um with the knowing that a no won't kill me and there's lots mm-hmm. of other options mm-hmm. and possibilities yeah totally and then you have to identify the first the need first and stuff. It's very yeah. complicated. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I also feel like yeah, I've been thinking about the same things a lot and have feel like over the next last three years or so mm-hmm. have become actually it's probably not a coincidence because I've been single mainly for the last three years mm-hmm. and that gave me some really, really good space to think about the kind of relationships I wanna have. And the ways in which I really like my friendships to be quite mm-hmm. romantic and the kind of intimacy that I like and need in friendships. I feel like for me, introvert loneliness is definitely a thing where mm-hmm. I have really limited capacity to engage with groups, which is funny in a way because I often organize group things I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because I feel I do that because um the organization of it comes really easy to me and so I I just feel like you know that's a thing that I can do and if people enjoy that then that feels like I can contribute something positive and Mm -hmm. that that obviously makes me feel good Mm -hmm. and uh, and then it's also that I don't have the energy to meet all these people as often as I wish so sometimes getting Mm -hmm. together with a group is actually really nice to stay in touch and to feel like you know you you do see people and um, you have that connection but generally I find it a lot easier to connect with people one-on-one and mm-hmm. um, but generally I think as an introvert needing a lot of alone time and also generally not having not always having the energy levels that I wish I have I have quite high wishes for intimacy when mm-hmm. I do hang with someone mm-hmm. I don't really maintain really casual friendships anymore mm-hmm. just because you know, th- like the energy is limited, and I really spoken like spoken like a true Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> spoken like a true Scorpio. Yeah, I'm just like I don't mm-hmm. have time for acquaintances anymore. I really I want to mm-hmm. hang out with people and like dive into the deep end. Yeah, and be like I cried last night about this thing on the TV. I mm-hmm. need to tell you about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's how I do it. And some yeah. people are like that, and other people don't. But I, I cannot believe that it took me until my mid-twenties to find out that that's mm-hmm. really important to me. So mm-hmm. I'm so really glad that I know now. And yeah. I'm really glad we're having these conversations and these kinds of workshops because mm-hmm. that's so mm-hmm. important. I, I think what you mentioned about being single, I feel like that's a really, really important thing yeah. to do in mm. your life. Because, I don't know, yeah, I have been mostly single for most of my adult life. And I just feel like once you do that and it's fine like I feel like then if you do get into a like romantic relationship Mm. or something like that just feels like there's like so much less pressure on it because like you you've learned that you can be by yourself and Mm. you can be okay and you've probably got like a strong support network with your friends and things and like I feel like that is a really like healthy thing to do if you if you have the capacity to do that yeah 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 I think we romanticize conventional romantic relationships so much that um that that i understand like i can really relate to experience the or the feeling that it feels scary to be single Mm -hmm. i can relate to that but it's been so important to me i've been single for most of my 20s as well and the relationships i have i feel i had in my 20s were really 
significant to me and I feel I've invested lots of them lots into them and I don't think that they were casual um Mm-hmm. but also <laughs> the years I've had with myself were really meaningful yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and I just know that there's a lot of stuff that I would have never done with a partner mm-hmm. I just know that when I have made a commitment to someone I will stick around and so stuff like spending three months in Portugal last year mm-hmm. and then buying the land that I now have um, probably wouldn't have happened if I had been in a relationship at the time and yeah also think the business that I started now and have run for the last two years really started because I was single and I had moved back to Berlin and I just suddenly had all this energy back to myself so I was like cool what am I gonna do with myself <laughs> now and yeah but I mean relationships are great as well I think that's it's so individual but I just know I couldn't I could not be someone who has significant period of time in their life to be single mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> um do you have any uh, like practical tools to share maybe with people mm-hmm. who want to explore more how they feel about the intimacy in their life or maybe they want to start question things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i guess something would be like a yes no maybe list mm. which is usually used like just for sex so you would have a list of like different sexy things yeah. that you could do and yeah you can decide whether you want to do them and answer yes no maybe yeah. to all of them so I would suggest doing that but just for every kind of intimacy in your yeah. life <laughs> yeah um so obviously that's like loads and loads of things and I know when we did the workshop together like yeah. people were just we had like hundreds of things and then we just had to stop because yeah, we yeah. <laughs> run out of time um yeah I don't have any resources about that but I feel like yeah we should make yeah, some yeah I think everyone can make their own yes no mm-hmm. maybe list really mm-hmm. I know there's a tool online for uh, sex and kink where people can do that with a partner or several partners mm-hmm. and then I think it works so that you only get the yes answers from your partner if they have also answered yes so mm-hmm. that if you have said yes to something that they have said no to mm-hmm. it's not awkward which I feel like yeah. I think I get that totally and it might be mm-hmm. really useful but mm-hmm. I also feel like it would be nice if we could have cultivate the kinds of environments and conversations where it's okay to say yes to something that someone else yeah. says no to yeah yeah but that's just course. as a side yeah <laughs> um but i think you can just make your own exit mm-hmm. sheet and i think maybe just a process in mm-hmm. any 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 relationship like be that a housemate or like someone you might mm-hmm. be dating or mm-hmm. someone that's been your partner for like 10 years to sit down and make this yeah. list of things that you could discuss and itself is really cool and then to go yes no maybe and how can we make space for the things that we have Mm -hmm. all said yes to that's Mm -hmm. really cool isn't it yeah yeah I mean I'm a big fan of using spreadsheets in your relationships (laughs) (laughs) and lists Um, (laughs) me too yeah yeah but just like really like something I guess I learned from like relationship anarchy and stuff is just like really really like breaking down like what your needs are and what your expectations are Mm. and what you want in each particular relationship yeah and not just being like well we're having this kind of relationship so this means that all these other things will follow on from it and sort of like the relationship escalator i did should i explain that oh yeah please do i love that concept. yes (laughs) so i guess it's the idea that you will once you get into a relationship with someone and it's like a romantic and sexual monogamous relationship Mm. usually sort of once you're in there you're then on this escalator up towards this like peak of like relationship <laughs> fulfillment and you go through like lots of really normative things like 
meeting the parents and having a children and like living yeah. together and getting married and you know all that kind of stuff that I'm not interested in but um, <laughs> yeah I think it's really useful to actually be able to resist that and figure out if you actually want to do all those things yeah. in the relationship because often people don't want to do those things mm. but it's really easy to like fall into just like what you've been taught to yeah. want and and yeah. maybe past relationships where you weren't so consciously thinking about those things yeah. um so yeah just kind of shifting the focus away from this like upward progression um in, and just actually being with the other person mm. and figuring out what you both want and stuff and then you know hopefully there's probably going to be things that you can't give each other but then yeah. being able to then look where else in your life you mm -hmm. might be able to get those kind of support or intimacy yeah I think that's really important yeah totally I remember one time you and I hung out with some other friends and I said I don't actually want to have any non-romantic relationships and you said yeah. and you really got me I was like yeah <laughs> and, and that's that feels really rare and I don't know mm -hmm. why I'm like honestly why would you have a non-romantic relationship and mm -hmm. let me explain what I mean by that yeah I, f I feel to me romantic attraction and sexual attraction can be really separate and I actually feel having them combined is cool and like I'm totally open to for that to happen and it has happened for me in the past and that was cool but I think I really see a lot of value and really looking at these things separately and being like I feel really romantic about you or I feel some kind of sexual attraction to you mm -hmm. towards you um, but like the default of, of combining that and then getting into the escalator is so that's just nonsense mm -hmm. I just don't get it mm -hmm. and I feel like you know life is so I want to say difficult and that's not true like you know life is also really beautiful I don't you, you mm. know what I mean yeah yeah I know what you mean <laughs> I, but I, what I mean is really like Come on, guys. We're under the we're under Trump right now. Capitalism mm -hmm. is still happening. You know, like organic vegetables are not growing on the street right now for everyone to eat. <laughs> so, like, let's be romantic and celebrate romantic aspects of mm -hmm. our relationships in mm -hmm. any way we can. Like, be that making a commitment to like checking in with someone once a week or twice a month or something to really ask how they are like on a really mm -hmm. deep level and hold space for them to not be okay mm -hmm. or that can be like lighting candles when you're hanging out with your friend or like knowing mm -hmm. what their favorite tea is or like reading something to them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just the best <laughs> it's really great yeah I feel like it's really like cherishing your friendships and yeah. like I just really love doing like really cute things for other people yeah. and like having that kind of intimacy where like yeah you can like immediately see something and like know that they'll really like it yeah. and things like that and yeah just building like this feeling of like specialness mm. or like importance in each yeah. other's lives yeah totally yeah. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so many feelings <laughs> that's great awesome I feel like we could definitely do another episode together I mm -hmm. kind of want to keep them not too long because you yep. know attention span and shit and stuff yeah um, but where if people want to reach out to you mm -hmm. um, can they find you on Etsy or like mm -hmm. I do, do you have a favorite social media platform maybe that where people yeah. can find you yeah so um, my Etsy and my Instagram it's the same username it's queer arcana just all one word um if you want you can email me my email is jademars at protonmail.com 
Um, they're probably the best ways to contact me. I deleted my Facebook in December Yay. and it was great. Yeah. And my Twitter and I have not looked back. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to add your links to the show notes as mm -hmm. well. So if people weren't able to write that down, they can just go back to the show notes and click there. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for talking to me today. I feel thank like, you for having me. Ah, I feel like we had so many good feelings and I like really care about these subjects so much. And yeah. so... Yay, let's brainstorm about another episode. For sure. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. And now a final little note from me. If you enjoyed my podcast, I would really, really appreciate a review on iTunes. For new podcasts, this is a really important way to make sure that we're being found and to reach more people. So thank you so much for writing a review. And a reminder that if you're into plans and magic and ritual, you can sign up for my free ritual course on daydreamingwolves.com. Bye.